Well, thank you for joining me again for another Serenity Break. We are looking presently at the fact that it is fundamental, it's uh, elementary to the Christian life, that we in Christ died with Christ. When he was nailed to that cross, so also were we. Our old Adamic self died with Christ. And so that is something that is a spiritual reality. It's something that was determined in the mind of God in eternity. It's something that happened within history at the cross. And it is something that we acknowledge and publicly proclaim when we are baptized, that we are dead to uh, the world and that we are alive then to Christ. So what is it that we are dead to? What did we die to when we died to Christ, in Christ? What we died to was sin, we said last time. That sin is about um, uh, doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, with whomever I want to do it, and without impunity, especially God. We care little. We cared little. We were once children of wrath, children of of um, a fallen nature. We weren't created that way. We were created perfect in Adam. But with Adam's fall, we fell. And our nature fell. And so that we became slaves of sin. But because we believed in the gospel with our whole heart, that we were set free from the penalty of sin. And we have died now to the pollution of sin and the power of sin. And one day we will be free even from the presence of sin. Thanks be to God. So let's look today for a few minutes now at dying to the self. Dying to the self. What does it mean to die to the self? Well, it isn't some kind of a Middle Eastern or excuse me, some kind of an Eastern religious um, philosophy where the Buddhists, for instance, have some kind of an annihilation, where, or the Zen Buddhists, where you simply step into some place of a vacuum, a nothingness. Rather, in Christianity, we die to the self in order to live for another more perfectly. So let me read this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 through 15, real quickly. Quote, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all that, there's the purpose clause, he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Think of that. Do you believe that Christ died? Do you believe that he actually died on the cross? And do you believe that you died with him? Well, that happened. That historic reality happened. That divinely appointed event happened so that you should no longer live for yourselves, but for him who died for them or for you and was raised again. So dying to the self is not so much about annihilation or nothingness. It's as much as we, we set aside and die to the self, the control, the demand of the self, especially to be in charge, to rule, to be our own God, to decide what is good and evil for ourselves. Rather, we live for him who died for us. And in his resurrection, therefore, we live with him in a state of new creation. Now, here's another aspect of dying to the self that is very practical. 
and that is we let go of imputing other people's sins to them. For some reason, especially in evangelical Protestantism, we think we have the right to make sure that people know how miserably sinful they are before we share the gospel with them. We're quite convinced, in fact, that they cannot appreciate Jesus unless they first realize what a bunch of worms and low-life sinners that they are. I just read a textbook this morning, matter of fact, that was stating that same kind of theory. But that's not the gospel. In fact, let me go on to share with you in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 5. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer, that is, before the resurrection. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God has not given us a ministry of judgment. He has not given us a ministry of of condemnation. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And what does that look like? Well, in verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Listen carefully now. Not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's how we deal with people that we might not like. That's, we, we don't come into the world. God has not sent you into the world to elevate the self, to impose your opinion on others, nor to speak to their condemnation for God. Rather, you, God has sent you into the world to be a minister of reconciliation. We are constantly looking for reconciliation. Well, what about my enemies? Well, what about those who oppose me? What about those who criticize me? We look to reconcile. We look to see, we beg them to be reconciled to God. And in reconcile, being reconciled to God, we will find reconciliation with them as well. So, dying to the self is about living for Christ. Dying to the self is about refusing the, the supposed right that we may think we have to judge or condemn others. For we have been given not the ministry of judgment, but the ministry of reconciliation. Our job is to go into the world as ambassadors and beg them to be reconciled to God and to set aside our petty differences, set aside our judgments, set aside our criticisms, because that would be simply to elevate the self back to that lofty position that only God deserves and is worthy of. Amen.